Hey guys, it's Marvin Ambrosius here and welcome to another great episode of 5 Minutes with Marv. But with a difference, this isn't going to be 5 minutes, it's probably going to be more like 30 or 45 because I've got a great guest, an unbelievable guest, Fran Drake, firefighter who has been following my career since I actually started on Sky Television, who changed her life effectively to losing over 13 stone. Now we're going to talk a little bit about her life and ask some questions of how she made this consistency, stayed consistent and is the person she is today, being more than half less the person she was before. Now, Fran, thank you so much for coming onto my show and thank you so much for supporting me as well and the team, being part of the team. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, it's, it's such a pleasure, as always, uh, to do anything with you. I know our paths have crossed many times now and it's always good fun to, to work with you and chat with you and... Uh, do anything really so yeah hi <laughs> no definitely but yeah let's let's go straight into nitty-gritty okay so what was your top weight what was the heaviest you ever were uh i think at my biggest i was 24 stone seven pounds 24 stone seven pounds i just need people yeah. to really understand like anybody who's listening to this now think of your weight and where you are and think of 24 stone seven pounds now how tall are you friend uh five foot five okay now guys really put this into context now like <laughs> fran was five foot five 24 stone now how did you get there to start with like what was the journey getting to that weight because a lot of people don't realize just as losing weight there's a journey mm -hmm. getting adding weight we both oh, know that together it's not like you wake up one morning and you're like whoa i'm in this body like you know it was very much a a, a vicious cycle of of being unhappy and then seeking comfort in food because food was nice and it made me you know it was like a nice treat and you know so i would you know i'd have a hard day at work and i remember i had to walk past like a supermarket on my way home so i would go and get something nice for dinner um, or go and get myself a little treat and it's that mindset that the pounds just really crept on and not doing any exercise because when you're that big it's really hard it, everything is hard like going up the stairs is hard even just thinking about doing exercise it's just like why would i want to put myself through that um and also not being educated enough to understand what actually a calorie is and how that affects your body and what your basic requirements are for your body as well and and until you understand that until you're ready it's it everything is just going to be a battle it's a vicious cycle of just going round and round you feel crap so you eat you eat because you feel crap you know and it, it just yeah. leads one thing into another no i completely empathize and exactly know where you're at because um sometimes like you convince yourself to have a meal that you don't need and you continue yeah. eating when you're not even hungry anymore you're just eating to eat and, yeah, yeah. and again, yeah. that becomes a habit, which is a very bad habit. But at the same time, it, it it's really hard to break that habit. So what was the first thing that actually broke the cycle? Not the thing that changed everything, but something that broke the first part of the cycle when you went, I'm going to do something about this. And then that was when it kind of started. What was the starting point? I think like, I always refer to it as my light bulb moment. Um, yeah. And it was just, I was looking um, at, like holiday photographs from the year before and everybody does the same thing like I know I know I'm not alone in this but when I go on holiday you're like right I've got so many months to go on holiday I want to lose a bit of weight you know feel a bit nicer in a swimsuit and I remember I tried so hard um for that holiday to just lose a couple of pounds but because I didn't know what I was doing I didn't understand yeah. how to lose weight I was just doing these crazy fad diets and I was you know I was starving and I was like un I was unhappy but I was like yeah. determined get into this swimsuit and to look nice on holiday and I remember thinking when I saw this photograph for, yeah, a year later 
And I remember thinking how sad it was. I tried so hard and I still looked like that. And then in that photograph, I really kind of saw myself how everybody else would see me. And yeah. it was such a shock factor that I thought, I'm in my 20s and I'm probably one visit away for the doctors to being told that I'm diabetic or I'm going to have yeah. leg ulcers. Like yeah. that, that lit a fire under my butt so big um, that it still burns today. Like, you know, it, it really kind of brought to the forefront of, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be in my twenties with leg ulcers. I don't want my knees and my back to hurt all the time. And it was almost just like, light bulb, something's got to change. And that night, and it had to be that day. I knew in my mindset that, if it wasn't that day, it would always be, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. So it had to be that night. So I went and found my nearest Simmerwell group that night. And I walked, well, waddled in. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the rest was history, really. It, it literally, from there on in, everything changed. No, and, and do you know what? You just hit so many things and so many points of where that's where me and you connected. It was like, everything you said was exactly how I felt. Like, I remember the light bulb moment and going like, how do I transition yeah. from here to there? But how do I understand it? And then realizing that how everybody else sees you, that was something that was completely new to me. I didn't realize that people saw me as Big Marv. People still call me Big Marv now as a nickname because that's how they met me was Big Marv. So they go, what's up Big Marv? And I just embrace it now because that's how they met me. But I'm obviously no longer Big Marv anymore. Yeah, but, but it's still a part of your history. It, it's is. Of your it is, it's a part of you. And, and to be honest, like, would I trade those years of, of having those lost years of not having Big Marv? I actually probably wouldn't. As much as I didn't like a lot of it, a lot of it I did enjoy. I can't lie. I enjoyed parts of it. Yeah. But then yeah, it but where fun. it was leading to, <laughs> but where it was leading to was a yeah. place that we couldn't probably return from. Exactly. And I think that's, that's yeah. what you said, where I'd realized that that type two diabetes, I'd honestly say I was probably a year to two years away easily. Yeah. Definitely. easily a year to two years away just from just from the fizzy drink intake i'd say i was two to three years away i used to drink fizzy drinks like it was water yeah like i would just buy like two bottles like two liter bottles i just one drink night. them like, one night all the yeah yeah, night. Oh, yeah yeah i can't do yeah. that now i've tried i've tried to do like i've had you know we have days off we we have different lifestyle changes where now we're i'm, I'm gonna give myself treats now when i want to and mm -hmm. i do love my dr pepper so i have one every now and then but when i have them I, I said to my wife the other day, like I'd have a whole two liter bottle in one night and then I'd probably yeah. go buy another one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, I was saying, But now, I could, like, physically, I'd I can't. myself like, you know, like a, a gatto or if I was had a really hard day, it would be like a share size galaxy bar. It would be like a birthday cake that was reduced. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just sat there like, you know, watching it down. It. Watching coke, TV. Yeah. And, and, and you're not, and you're not eating it because you like it or because you want it. You're just eating to fill a void, yeah. you know? And it's boredom as well. It's just something to do because there's yeah. nothing else to do. And I think that is the biggest thing is like, you know, when you're bored, I still, even now, sometimes I'll just go and check out my fridge. I'll just go and open it, have to move stuff around, you know? Yeah. Luckily, these days I fill it full of, you know, Full of the right foods, exactly. And, that, and that's, another, that's another thing we're going to talk about is like that change as well of understanding where you got the education from. What was the first point of reference to where you went, okay, this is what I'm going to do to get mm. this result to then hopefully move on to here. And once you saw that change, how did you keep that going? I mean, I never had a weight goal in mind. I never thought I'm, I want to lose X amount of weight. Um, I just wanted to lose weight and I knew I had to change. Um, but more importantly, I knew I had to change that relationship with food. Like 
I had to you know, change the language that I used around food, change my mindset around food. And joining Swimming World, it did give me the tools to understand why I am the way I am around food. Mm. And you know, I think after that first week, when they give you that meal plan and you think, oh, how am I going to survive on this? Yeah. And you, know, you do that first week and you lose weight and actually like, I'm, I'm not that hungry and I've lost weight. And it was kind of the game changer that I needed. And it, yeah. it really did give me the tools to help understand what my body actually needs and how much I was overfeeding myself. Yeah, shout out to Lemon World on that one. Because um, some things I'd say do work, there's fads and there's some things that work. And I guess the best thing around eating is the education around it. And yeah, at least it was a complete lifestyle change. That's what I needed. It was, I didn't, nobody needs a diet. A diet is a quick fix. It's not sustainable. It's not long term. Whereas I needed a, a whole lifestyle overhaul, and that swimming world and going to group every week it helped me. It made me accountable, and it, it gave me the tools to change my lifestyle. And that's the only way that I could look at it. It had to be so far reaching that from here on in, it would always become second nature. No, that's good. And leading on to that now, like when you lost your first, let's say your first stone. Mm. did that feel like a milestone pun intended yeah I, it was like I was so it was just it blew my mind that I could that me I me, I could lose a stone and in that body and it was just like I was so proud and I just and I, after all the men off the so many people had said oh you joined cinema I bet you don't stick it it was almost like you know all I'm right gonna then. show you I'll yeah. show you I will stick to it and I will do my absolute best and you know and it kind of spurred me on and you know going in each week and losing each week you know I think it does help when you don't, for me, I didn't set that, that goal weight. So I just kept losing and, you know, it does become addictive. I must admit, you know, I did enjoy every week. Oh, how much have I lost this week? You know, because yeah. that was the only point I was being weighed. I wasn't weighing at home or anything. Yeah. So, you know, that it was, it was a good process for me because each, each goal, each milestone I hit, it was, you know, the motivation to keep going. Yeah. So did, do you still bump into the people that know the old friend Drake. Uh, yeah, there are some some of my obviously my longest friends, my family. Um, you know, but they all said the same thing. Like they never really, they never really saw you know the big side of me because they I just was just friend. yeah, there was you know, I was always just me. Um, it's quite strange now, obviously, when I meet new people and they can't get their head around how I used to look because they're like it just doesn't look like you. You know, yeah. like obviously. It, it changes every part of your body. Um, so it is quite strange because some of my older friends and obviously my family are always like, you know, we still love you, you know, no matter what size you are. And, you, you know, you, but new people are like, that's crazy. Like they really see the difference. Whereas my old friends are like, you look great, but yeah, you look great then too. So <laughs> yeah, I know I completely, completely same thing with mine. There's only a few family members of mine that turned around and said, do you know what? I was going to say something. But mm. I was going to say, like, you you were getting way too big. And I, and I was like, why don't you say anything? I'm like, I just didn't know what to say. And, I like, and I've looked yeah. at some of the pictures of what they were talking about. And I've gone, wow. It's such a grey really area. Because obviously people don't want to offend, but they also have your best interest at heart. And I think yeah. when, you're, when you are that big, you don't want to hear it. And I yeah, you don't. You know, my mum would always be like, well, do you really need that two litre bottle of Coke? Do you really need to be eating that gatto? Oh, and no, like, my mum kept on feeding me. We kept on eating. Like, yeah, I just, I'm, I want it. I'm having it anyway. And it was always because it was just like, I don't want to hear it. I know that I'm big, but I, I don't know how to fix it. So it was just like, I'm just going to go the other way and just make myself feel better with food. 
which was counterproductive but yeah one thing that I do love though and I'll say this is that I'm I'm definitely the same person that like that (laughs) I was when I was big moth because certain people that I see and certain houses I'll go to like visits and things they know I'm like I'm like where's the cake like they know straight away and like I'm like where's the cake because I love cakes I love cake and I'll still say that and they're like but you're a fitness I said what's that got to do with anything I'm like what's that like I'm still the same person the only difference is I'm not going to eat the cake and then go home and eat another one and then eat another one and eat another one there's a there's there's a there's a habit there's something that the the old Marv would have had the cake but probably would eat another one at the house and hopefully took some home and took yeah. a little bit more home. That that's that that's what I would have done. Whereas now yeah. I know and the old Marv wouldn't have trained. Whereas mm. before I've got to the party, I've trained. Mm. Like I know if I'm going to a party, I'm gonna train before because yeah. I want to have some fun. I want, I want some cake. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I know yeah. that I know the input versus output where we didn't know that before. But exactly. one thing that like I remember this, I, I have this still now. I, I look in the mirror every morning and I still get shocked. And people say, Why do you get shocked? And I said, I was big for a while. I didn't realize how big I was for a while because I still look in the mirror and go, oh shit, like that's me. Mm-hmm. Like, cause uh, do you still get the look of when you turn around and go, yeah. oh shit, I'm, this is, I'm Fran, yeah. like, but yeah. that's not Fran. Like, do you get yeah. that still? I mean, it, ta- it certainly takes a while for your head to catch up. Um, but yeah, sometimes like if I'm in the gym or something and then yeah, I kind of just sort of catch stuff off guard. And I'm like, whoa, where did that muscle come from? Or like, who's, the- oh, it's me. Like, <laughs> it's such a weird thing because yeah, you sometimes when you just catch yourself, it, it's, yeah, your head's very much back there, you know? And it, it, yeah. has, it has to give you, you have to give it time to catch up. And yeah, it's very strange because I do sort of have a little bit of, you know, or oh, I'm still bigger than I think I am now, you know? So to see myself sometimes as I naturally am in this body, it's very strange because it kind of does catch you off guard, especially if it's a quick glimpse. You're like, who's that? Oh, 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 that's me. <laughs> yeah. So and tell me as well, when, when, when you discovered Fit in Five on your weight loss journey, because you hadn't hit your, I don't know what target goal you'd given yourself by that point. When you discovered the workouts, where were you in terms of like your weight at that time? Because you'd already lost 90% of like where you yeah. needed to be at that point. I think because um, after I lost like the first stone, thing you know moving around and exercise started to become a lot easier uh and that's kind of when I started to think you know what it would more I would more speed this weight loss up if I um exercised and also I was I was concerned about having excess skin um as well as I thought maybe I should you know I probably need to do something to tone it up as I lose as well um so I started swimming and um because everything else was kind of a bit hard when you're you're a lot bigger you know running is quite it you know, impacts your joints and everything and it hurt my back. So I, I swam every day. Uh, and then as, as the weight came off, then I started, you know, I started walking further and, you know, taking the dog hiking. Um, and then um, I came across Fit and Five. <laughs> and I think I was probably uh, maybe like two years into my weight loss journey, actually, by this point. So I'd lost a considerable amount by then. Yeah. Uh, and it was around the time that I would started looking at going to like Zumba class and, and do, doing more cardio. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think also as well, it was around, around that time I had the idea that I wanted to join the fire service. Yeah. Um, so cardio was something that I really needed to get into. Um, so when I came across fit in five, it was like, get fit in five minutes. It was like, this is great. You know, I can <laughs> do this at home. I still didn't want to go outside like I wouldn't you know I wouldn't exercise outside I wouldn't go to a gym because I was still very much you know embarrassed yeah, yeah, yeah. 
wasn't fit enough. Um, so the idea of working out at home five minutes a day was great. So, and I could link episodes together so I could make it as short or as long as I wanted to. So you you automatically understood the concept because I remember getting interviews from people going, can you really get fit in five minutes? I'm like, well, I said, no, it's not about the, the five minutes itself. It's the psychology yeah. behind yeah. someone who's new to fitness that would do the five minutes and automatically say, do you know what? I feel like I can do another one. Yeah. That's what exactly. the psychology behind it is. Because if people, like you said, the older version of you, if you would have knew about fit in five when you first started, you'd have probably got into fitness quicker because you would have been told yeah. just do five minutes a day, eat health, healthy. Yeah. And you'd have went, oh, I can do another one because you understood that you needed to push to the next level. Now, yeah. how many did you start doing in a row towards the end? Like five, six? So towards, towards the end, yeah, I was doing, uh, I was up to like 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what's great though, because think of the old Fran yeah. and the new Fran. Like the mindset yeah. behind that shift, that change yeah. of what we're trying to install in other people, you now being a firefighter, people don't understand the levels of fitness you need to retain to become a firefighter. So tell me a little bit about the preparation with that, because obviously you had to prep even more in yeah. not just fitness, but your endurance, mm -hmm. your breathing, so many things. So tell me a little bit more about that. So, yeah, so when I kind of decided that I was, you know, that I was going to go for it and that um, I wasn't crazy and I, there was a possibility that I could get get in, um, I started to really train. And um, to do that, I started running. Um, and I was running in, on a treadmill, um, like, most nights uh, but then I also joined um, a local like running group that was just like a you know, group of people that met up once a week and just went for a run for fun uh, and that really kind of changed um, running for me I kind of fell in love madly in love with running from that point because running on a treadmill to running outside is two different things and yeah. I love it um, but yeah so to get into fire service so I was running a lot um, and then I had to get my strength up as well because I had, didn't really have any muscle. I wasn't really strong. Mm. Um, so there was, there was like a minimum requirement. So I was training, so I was lifting a few weights to hit that minimal requirement. Um, I would do a bit of um, like st a stationary bike as well. I didn't have a bike at the time. So again, I was just at, like going to the gym and just using the, the bikes there um, and just walking loads. Like I would go hiking all the time. Yeah. You became um, so yeah. active, just really active. Like you just... Yeah reactive and active and like what obviously people don't realize this as well when you start to become as active as you were you need to eat more food and that's yeah. the that's the backwards thought of the overweight version of ourselves to the fit yeah. version because yeah. now that you're putting so much out you need to get something in when did you find it challenging to the point of where you started to realize I'm hungry I'm actually really hungry like and I really want to eat what was the food that you kind of, that was your go-to that you knew was going to help you? Because everybody has a go-to. Carbs. I would just eat yeah. carbs. <laughs> um, I love carbs. So, I yeah. love that you just said that as well, because that's going <laughs> to that's gonna take the myth away from what I've always said to people. Carbs are not the enemy. Carbs are your friend. No. Carbs are literally like your best friend. Um, because I run so much and I run so far in one sort of session, um, for me, carbs are literally my life uh if i don't have carbs i actually i won't lose weight i will hold on to it i, I get really it. aggy um and i just feel really like ill and just really like lethargic drains. Um, drains don't have any energy so, like you can't get the energy source from fat on your body because you don't have enough you don't have enough fat anymore to do right. those runs without it yeah 
so I was eat, yeah so I would just have like I would have like uh you know like a healthy pasta bake um I would make myself like uh frittatas um anything really that was just sort of like really carb heavy but was still healthy you know I mean it helps as well that obviously I'm a vegetarian so I could make it yeah you know, I could bung loads of veg in it and get all that real yeah. goodness and yeah. well and the vitamins is the multivitamins you were getting yeah. through the veg as well something that a lot of people don't realize which is great yeah yeah definitely you need you need that goodness in because if you know, obviously if you're training hard you've got to put it back in because you're just stripping it all out so you've got to get the goodness in to get the good stuff out no wicked and with like your journey now like you are just to announce people you are one of my fitness coaches like i i when i met fran i was like you've got to be you've got to take this further you've got to be more because i you're an ambassador to not just fitness but to the mindset of where i once was but as a woman um, it's mm. really great to hear it from your perspective that we shared pretty much the exact same journey and the same thought process. The only difference was I ended up taking it on as a career and wanted yeah. to help people. But then at the same time, you've now inspired so many other people. And I see on your Instagram and through your socials that people, they've not just bought into your story, but they've bought into you because you're genuine now. Mm. And you're only genuine because of your journey and you're transparent. So have you seen... Um, any side of um, online or any social media to where you've gone, this is the direction you want to be in. And also, have you seen anything where you've seen women and thought that is not the direction we should be going? Yeah, I, all, the, all the time. And social media is absolutely full of fake fitness. And, you know, you, you know me uh, and you, obviously you've seen my Instagram. Yeah, I, yeah, if I'm not sweating or half dead after a workout, then I didn't try hard enough. And that work is. Out if you know these you see these photos of perfectly made up girls uh with not a bead of sweat I'm sorry but you're not trying hard enough why are you at the gym we're all in the same boat <laughs> you know you go to the gym to get fit and healthy and the only way you're going to do that is by sweating and working your butt off so why are you going into the gym and leaving perfectly made up that is not the example we need sweating is okay we should be celebrating because you worked hard for that and you know everybody goes red when they run everybody sweats it hurts exercise should be fun and it, you should know your body has worked out you should not be in pain i see these crazy exercises that people are doing and i just think why you're only going to hurt yourself doing that if fitness should be fun you should know you've worked out but don't buy into these fads of you know all these booty bands and, and things like yeah. you know, they don't work and you know, just just put the work in and you'll get good results back. Um, and I just think, you know, don't worry about what anyone else is doing at the gym. And don't you No one's looking at you. And because I used to think that all the time, if I went to the gym, you know, they would think that it was like a hippo on a treadmill and they would just yeah. they would be kicking me out. And yeah, it's just it's not true. Everybody is in the same boat. And I tell you what, the amount of times that when people are running on the treadmill next to me, I'm rooting for you. You know, what I mean, we're yeah. not in because I want everybody to win you know yeah. even when I compete with CrossFit you know I'm competing against other people but I'm screaming at them to lift more because I want yeah. everyone to win you know and it's it's not a, it's not about me versus you it's it's just you getting better each time you enter that gym and that should be at the forefront of your mind it doesn't matter if you leave looking like you know a puddle on the floor you yeah. know you've worked out you know you've worked hard and you should celebrate that no 100% I couldn't have said it better and, and again it's just about showing up yeah and, and when I see someone show up and I can tell like just from the years of experience of training now 
I can tell when someone was apprehensive to go into a gym. So mm. even if I'm there and I see that person, I will actually say something. Yeah. And I'll say, and I just, just, yeah. Just, because, just because I know how I would have once felt. And yes. even, sometimes it might not always work in the way you want it to. But I think it's important for people to know that, remember, we're all here for a reason. And we come yes. to this gym for a reason. Whether I might look like I'm your end goal, I wasn't always at this point. So exactly. it's important for people to know we're there for a reason. And again, it's not just your physical, it's your mental, because that was another thing I was going to touch on. Like, just because someone's body looks perfect on the screen, their mm. mind might be the complete opposite way around. Mm. They literally, yeah. I've, I've met people and they've done things in front of me where I've gone, I can't believe they think this of themselves and they feel yeah. this bad. It's really unhealthy to feel this way about yourself. But just because they look a certain way that other people want to look like, they need to fix this first before they can fix their body. So yeah. um, how with you, it's different. It's different because you were in a place where someone would have looked at you and might have thought, oh, she's like, I, I never want to look like that when you were overweight or whatever. But yep. at, the, at the same time, they didn't have the tools and the mental and the mentality and the mindset to be able to lose that weight or be where you are now, but love who you are and appreciate who you are now. So question is, do you appreciate the friend Drake right now? Oh yeah, for sure. Like the amount of work that I have put in, um, not only to my my physical appearance, but my mental health as well. Like it has been, uh, yeah, it has been a, it's been a journey. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I've been, you know, I've been from morbidly obese. I've been, I went all the way to anorexic and now I'm healthy. And yeah. that, that, that's a lot for one person to go through. Um, but I wouldn't change it because yeah. every part of this journey has built who I am now. And I love it. I love that I celebrate the things that my body can do. And the fact that I can run just a half marathon because I feel like it, or I can lift weights over my head. Why would you not celebrate those things? It's an incredible machine that your, that your body is. And yeah. you know, your mind is is just as strong as your body. And I think people forget that, you know, to have a strong mind is a strong body. Um, so yeah, don't compare, you know, people's end goals to where you are. Just focus on yourself and work on yourself and you will get there. 100%. And um, just so people, uh, just to give people clarity on like the fact that you went from obese to anorexic, um, what that was, was your mindset went from zero to a thousand getting to yeah. a goal once you saw it happening and that's the only reason why you, I want people to understand that's why you went anorexic because a lot of people that's something some people have that for years where they've already had weight loss they're already skinny and they yeah. still think they're overweight yours was a completely different different train of thought yours was I'm getting to where I need to go once you got closer and closer to your goal you then were trying to get there quicker and yeah. then, and, and that was the only reason why you kind of was that am I right in saying that yeah it was almost like you know I, I just became all about losing weight and I didn't mm. know, I didn't understand, you know, how to train outside of cardio. And I became quite fearful of going backwards. And right, I think for yeah. some people that is quite a motivation of, I don't want to go back to the way I was, mm. but I hadn't really addressed, um, you know, my, 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 my deeper. mindset around Yeah, the, deep, yeah, the deeper, deeper issues. Deeper. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you, you can overhaul your lifestyle but again if you're if your mind isn't strong and you're not dealing with things then it will just manifest in another way and I think for me to go from a very very large person and in four years I'd lost over 12 stone your mind takes a bit of a, a bit of a it needs a chance to catch up um, yeah. and you know, when you do make massive lifestyle changes like that if you're then trying to speed it up 
and for not the right reasons as well, um, you are kind of asking for trouble. But like I said, I'm glad I went all the way from morbidly obese to anorexic and then yeah, now healthy and strong because I understand what I'm capable of. I understand how mentally strong I can be and it's held me in such a good set now um, that I wouldn't change it. Yeah, no, I'm so happy to just hear about your journey and be a part of it as well and just see that um, and us connecting through fitness and then you championing what I do and letting other people know about it. So thank you so much for that. I really appreciate you for it. And also as well, like going a bit more into depth because I do do feel like there's such a massive disconnect with fitness and health and lifestyle at the moment to where everyone's trying to look like an athlete and but they don't understand that athletes get paid and they also have a team around yeah. them that yeah. feed them that feed them <laughs> yeah. That, yeah that they get they actually get the massages scheduled their rest scheduled everything's there now yeah. one of my fears going forward is that the nhs i'm predicting this now in the next 10 to 15 years are going to be completely overwhelmed with knee operations <laughs> yeah, with knee yeah. operations I, I'm 100% I'm, I know I'm right about it already because I've it started happening already yeah. because we've been promoting heavily fitness get out there start running doing that but yeah. what we're not understanding is that people that have been doing that professionally have professional help and advice and guidance to do so mm-hmm. someone that's become loving the process and obsessed with the process which is great yeah. don't kind of understand that your body is wear and tear yeah. and that's what you're doing over time and that's what yeah. we're doing over time the only difference is you need to start listening to your body. Yeah. Which I've started yeah, to do now, which I, I mean, you spoke about this. I, I wasn't listening to it. I just keep going, keep going. Now, everything has to be structured. Today, my live workout was abs and core. And that was completely yeah. selfish reasons because my legs from yesterday's session were done. Like they were just, right. they, they were done. Yeah, you listened. You listened to what your body is telling you. And yeah. I think, you know, the last sort of two years where people haven't been able to you know, go to the gym, it kind of has really brought home that, fitness is accessible in many other ways and in many free forms however there are lots of bad habits out there and you know people go I'm just going to start running so off they go Um, and they're not um, yeah there are many great programs out there to get you into running there's not so much um, help and advice in like correct running form um, or correct squat form um, or the correct correct way to lift weights and so people are yes I absolutely agree there are many many people out there that are doing things slightly wrong that will you know cause a problem further on down the line when their knees start to give way or their back start to hurt um i would just think if you are you know starting any new fitness research it look into what makes good form and what makes a good weightlifter or a good runner or a good you know badminton player whatever your sport is take the time to understand the the basic functions of how your body needs to move to make you a better athlete because yeah even if you know people say to me oh i'm not really a runner anyone that runs is a runner um you know so do the research look into it and but listen to your body that is the biggest thing when your body is telling you like i really don't want to do this today don't have a rest day you know and uh, yeah like you say you're, you're absolutely right you know these athletes or these even these fitness influencers you know, they have teams around them, they have structured training, they have people telling them what to eat and when, and, you know, they, like I said, they have massages, they take time out, so listen to your body, be kind to yourself, you know, you will get there, 
and your rest is so so important to structure training and not everybody runs every single day that's not you know you don't train for a marathon by running a marathon every day so you just got to learn to be kind to yourself no exactly and i want to know as well what is what is next up for fran like what's next like what is next what's happening like what's the next Uh, thing for you um i mean i obviously you know i'm quite big into crossfit at the moment um i've been competing a lot this year this year 2021 has been all about competing it's been about pushing myself outside of that comfort zone pushing my anxiety about you know am I good enough am I strong enough am I fast enough um so it has been the year of competitions for me so lots of racing uh, a lot of trail racing for running and lots of crossfit and weightlifting um so yeah it's been it's been a good year but where I go from here I always said that I, I don't want to run a marathon but I've, I've run nearly 12 marathon, uh, 12 half marathons this year. So I, I suppose the logical step would be next year, let's do a marathon. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm continuing. I just want to get stronger as well with my CrossFit. So um, yeah, I think next year there's, there's a few things that are in the pipeline as well. So um, hopefully launch my own aerial school. Um, that's in the pipeline too. So nice. Yeah, we'll see. There's there's some exciting things coming. So 2022 should be a good year as well. So fingers crossed. (laughs) I love that. I was going to say to plug um, your socials and everything at the end, but you have guys, make sure you follow Fran Drake. And also as well, something that I want to end this on because it's something you've said and we've said throughout this whole experience and this whole weight loss journey. Four years, it took you to lose all the weight that you needed to lose. And one thing we've realized, guys, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. (laughs) not a sprint it's a marathon thank you so much Fran for coming on the show I appreciate you everything that you do and thank you so much for being a fit in five ambassador and coach and like we said 2022 is going to be special (laughs) thank you so much for having me it's always a pleasure to talk to you Marv all right see you soon see you later